0: Namaskar, and welcome to another episode of Ananda Marga DharmaCast, and I'm your host, Dada, Veda, Pragyananda. Some people call me Dada, Veda. It's okay. Whichever one you use it's fine. And this is a podcast series where we're looking at different issues and aspects of spirituality using the perspective of of Sri Sri Anandamurti, the founder of Ananda Marga, as our starting point. So today I'll be reading from a little bit, not much. It's a very short passage in a book um, which is called Anandavachanam Ritam, Part 34. And he's talking about, it's called the best tirtha, it means the best place of pilgrimage. And what he says is that those who have developed their mind understand that that God lies converted or hidden within their very eye feeling, within their very existence. So they needn't go to temples, needn't go to tirthas or places of pilgrimage in search of God. But in any case, poverty asked Lord Shiva, O Lord, which is the best tirtha?" Who so then in this Discourse, he goes on to explain um, the actual the Sanskrit derivation of that term, tirtha, but it means a, a stance from which if you take one step, then, then you, you go into, um, you go into the, the place where you want to be, the, the place of, um, of, of salvation. So when Parvati asked Lord Shiva, O Lord, which is the best tirtha, his reply was, here there is one place of pilgrimage, there is another place, and he said people of of kind of ma- static nature, means materialistic nature, wander from one place to the other place, but without finding the real place of pilgrimage within themselves, how can they, how can they attain salvation? So first of all, if, um, you don't know, Shiva was the ancient yogi, and he's believed to be the founder of, of Tantra Yoga. Uh, and Parvati was his wife, and they had a series of, of dialogues where Parvati would ask a question, Shiva would give the answer, and the idea of this question and answers was so that posterity, it would be recorded for posterity, people would understand. But this is, I've talked about this um, this topic before, about uh, holy sites, are they, are, are they uh, important or not, but I'll talk about it again because it's, it's actually in the news today. So what Shiva was saying was that the real place where, where God exists is hidden, or it's, it's hidden inside the person. So in this, our idea of, of this is like this. And I've done this explanation many times. I'll do it again. So in each of us, we say, I exist. Everyone can do that. The reason is because we have a mind. Our mind can proclaim easily, I exist. But there is another part of our our being and we also have the capacity to think, I know I exist. I know I exist. So the I of I know I exist is something beyond the mind. Because the mind is, is making this statement, I, I exist, I exist, I am this, I am that. But the mind is saying, I know I exist. And, and that point, from where that eye comes from, if someone will go inside and search, that is the spiritual point. That is where, where God is. So God. That's why some people have said the kingdom of heaven is within. That's, that's a way of saying it. It's within, it's not without. So it's not in the, the bricks and the mortar of the world where, where God is on you know, his temple and his, that temple you know there's a, um there's people fight over those those things some years back in india a, a group of hindus got together and they um, they tore down a mosque the reason was because they said that oh this mosque was built on one of our holy sites and and even it was the, the birthplace of of ram and when the ram was a a real figure or not, is, is up to most people. Many people will say he was he's part of, of literature more than history. But in any case, people believe that. And based on that belief, they tore down that, that, um, that, that, that mosque. And then there was tremendous communal violence. Many people died. So all over the world, people are fighting over these these holy places, you know, in Jerusalem, you know well about that. So people are claiming this place, they're claiming that place. But the real places of, of where God exists is, is not in these buildings. I'm, we'll come back to the importance of the buildings uh, afterwards, but it's not in the buildings. It's, it's within each of us. So, that, so God exists within each of us. And as we also if we understand the yoga cosmology and philosophy, God exists within every particle of this universe. And there's something very interesting about this, which was, um, there was an Indian mystic named Nanak, he was the founder, he went on to found the Sikh religion. But he was um, very eclectic in his spiritual approach, and he, he tried to reach out to all people and he even made a pilgrimage to um, Mecca, um, the the Islamic uh, um, pilgrimage point. And one day, by accident, or incident, we don't know, he fell asleep. And And then when he woke up, some people were, you know, scolding him. He said, look, your feet are facing the Holy Shrine. Because you, you, it's it's not an, um, it, especially in the Orient, it's not to point your feet at some body. Even a person is impolite. And then when you point your feet at the place where God is, is there? It's even worse. So then Nanak told these people. He said, "Okay. Then move my feet to the place where God is not." So that was a pretty difficult um, thing, for, if you understand that. There is no place. He, wherever he would have um, fallen asleep, his feet would be facing God. There's no doubt about it. So, so this, is the, this is the point. Now, in the world, people are ready to fight and die and, and cause violence over these, these holy, so-called holy sites, now, I've been to some of these holy places. I went to, in India, there's a city called Bodhgaya. And it's in this place where there's a, supposedly there was a tree where, where Buddha meditated and that he attained his, his realization. It's called the, the, um, the Bodhi tree, the Bow tree, actually. Um, the place of enlightenment. And so now, the, the trees, no more, maybe, the real trees, let's debate whether is that still really exists even, that tree, which we really meditated, we don't know. But there is a shrine there. And people go to that shrine with reverence. And I've been there, It's it is a, it's a very peaceful setting. Outside the shrine there is a, a monastery, and there's a whole religious establishment. But that, that place where, um, where Buddha was supposedly attained his enlightenment, he, um, that's a very uh, serene and well-kept shrine. And then I've also been in Jerusalem. There is a, um, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is a church which actually is, has two places in it. In that church is the place where they said that Jesus was entombed, you know, he laid to rest. And even in that church, I think in the same church is where they say that's also part of that church is where he was crucified. So now, that again, whether that is really the place, you know, those places are correct or not, um, maybe history would not um, agree, we don't know. but one thing is clear that that place is really well kept up the shrine is 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 peaceful and beautiful and people go there with reverence in fact i felt the same feeling there as i felt in Gaya. so people um treat a place with reverence you know and they meditate or they pray there then that place um is a place of, of of spiritual and cultural Significance, so there's no doubt about that. These some places are of historical, spiritual, cultural significance, but we shouldn't overemphasize them because that's God doesn't only live in that place, and you don't have to take a big, you know, you have to save up a lot of money and go to um, India or you go to um, the Middle East to to find out about where God is, no, God is here with us right now. You don't have to make a big travel for that. So now the question comes also. I've been to another place, which is not a spiritual place, but it's interesting in this regard. In the 1980s, I used to live in in West Berlin. So for those who don't know, West Berlin was an island. It was an island of, of um, West Germany within the vast East Germany and the, the, the Soviet bloc, you can say. It was just a little island. And to go to East Berlin, it was a big um, thing. You know, you had to show your documents. East Berlin's the other part of the city, but it was divided by then the Berlin Wall and the border, and, you know, it, it was really... Um, It was difficult to go from one place to the other, even though it's like you're going like 20 feet or 30 feet or 100 feet, but they make it, you feel like you went to another world. There's so many passport checks and they're checking you and this and that. So one day I was waiting in East Berlin on the way back to West Berlin and there was one area which was like kind of an indoor-outdoor area. I can't remember if it was a park or if it was just indoor and outdoor, but I saw there were these sparrows flying there. So you know how a sparrow, if you've seen them, they, they go, they, they, they search around on the, on the ground, and then when they find a, a piece of food or a morsel, they peck at it, they eat at it, and then they fly away to another place. And I saw these sparrows, they, they flew from one side of the, the di- divide, you know, over the fence, or under the fence even, to the other side. And for them, it doesn't mean anything. East Berlin, West Berlin, for us it was a big thing. This this great wall and this this, this fortress and this, all the guards. And so these this things, um, for these animals, they don't care. They fly from, from one place to another. The birds don't um, obey these boundaries. And the day will also come when humans um, don't have to pay that much attention to them. And... Um, And one other thing about these places, this is a very important point about the places. These places are cultural points. So, for instance, if you want to um, see some of the beauty of Western art, you might go to the great museums of Amsterdam or or you can go to um, Florence or Rome and these places, and you can admire them. You can go to the Louvre in Paris. You can admire these places. You don't have to own them to admire them. You don't have to own them. So I don't. We don't have sovereignty over over these Amsterdam or Paris or Rome, but we can go there and enjoy them. And the same for all of these holy places. We don't, nobody needs to have. Um, their sovereignty um, over those places. It's it's really ridiculous. But in any case, these places are just points. They're superficial. And the best place of salvation, the best place where you're going to find God, is within and not without. So this was... There's a message actually given. Can you believe it? 7,000 years ago, 7,000 years ago. So how relevant it is to today. And we still haven't learned this lesson that, that we can't fight over this place of pilgrimage or that place of pilgrimage. We should go within to the real place and, and we should treat all the places as, as holy, all the places in this world as holy and with reverence and all the people too and the day will come so you know also some people we get um pessimistic but um you know for many years the people of england and and france and germany they were fighting each other england fought france and france fought germany and everybody's fighting every hundreds of years so much bloodshed but today you can you can drive across the continent and hardly have to show your passport you know and it's just um, no problem so that day will also come in this world when a lot of the the conflicts we think are intractable we, with impsolvable we can't no way for it to solve that one day we will solve them but if we can remember um, about our inner spirituality and practice it then um that will be one step towards that day. So, that is all. That's This is a very small discourse and you can read it in Anandam Vachanam Ritam Part 34 or I read it from the Collected Electronic Edition which I'll, I'll give a hint about that afterwards. But in any case, um, if you like this little podcast, give it a thumbs up. If it's on YouTube, subscribe. If you're in other podcast platforms, because we're audio podcasts, just search for Ananda, Marga, Dharmakas, and all the podcast platforms, and subscribe to the podcast so you'll get notified of further episodes. So, so that's, And if you really want to go into the, the source of some of the writings, which I, I quote in all of these um, these episodes, think about getting maybe the electronic edition of the works of P.R. Sarkar, that's Sri Sri Anandamurti. And I'll put a link for that in the um, descriptions um, of this episode. So that's all. If you have any question or comment, somehow track me down, give me a message, and I will um, respond to you. So I just want to conclude with the yoga greeting. Namaskar means I salute you with my mind and all the love and cordiality of my heart, and I hope to see you again soon.